This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Hi there, it's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd and good to have you along on this podcast. And uh, on the show this week, we spoke about songs, great songs that come from movies like Unchained Melody from the movie Ghost that sees Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore making the pottery and that fantastic song on there. We had lots of examples of those. We also uh, headed out to the Laughter Factory where there's more comedy in town this week and checked out their September tour and we got our hiking boots on and went hiking in the UAE that's with Guy in Dubai Paris Norris and finally we wrapped up with some music interesting conversation with a guy who's going to be a big big name across the world that was Son Savage talking about his new release The River do enjoy and don't forget to join me live on the show weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai I 103.8 you're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8 I came across this article and uh, this was from an analysis of over 4,000 movies to determine the most commonly used movie songs. So uh, I can tell you that um, this particular tune has been used in more than 15 films. Where are we? Touch this. Yeah, MC Hammers, you can't touch this. 15 movies, including Tropic Thunder, Into the Wild, Grown Ups 2, and The Festival. So that's, uh, that came out at number one. Now, just behind, with 14 films, we had uh, this particular piece of music. So under pressure, Queen and David Bowie, 14 movies, including Happy Feet 2, Minions, and many, many more. Coming in at number three was Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky. Uh, 13 movies there, Suicide Squad, Gardens of the Galaxy, and Ocean's Eleven. And then It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. 13 films, including Iron Man 2... Uh, also, The Proposal and Sisters. So, uh, some great kind of movie soundtracks, uh, songs from movies. And, you know, they really, really take us back. Probably my favourite song in a movie, and it really takes me back um, to the actual uh, movie itself, is this one. Oh, my. So the Righteous Brothers, who can forget that scene in the movie Ghost, whether on the potter's wheel, I'm talking about Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze, and that song is is playing. So guys, that's what I'm asking you today. Um, Favourite songs in movies. Um, good morning, Finn. How are you? And uh, the Righteous Brothers gave you goosebumps uh, by all uh, accounts. So we're going to go to the lines. Aruma joins us on the show. Good morning, Aruma. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Mark. I hope you had a good weekend. I certainly did. And uh, you are a big movie fan. I know that. But songs in movies really make it for me. And uh, I think uh, that Righteous Brothers song really hit a chord for you as well. Indeed. Um, it's one of the first songs I think I remember watching on TV back in the day. Um, and, you know, it, it was just so melodious and mournful, but it really hit. And I never knew it was part of a movie. I just really liked the song for itself. Um, I think another one for me that was also a real 
big favorite of the time was Lady in Red uh, by Christy Berg. Yeah. Uh, again, I didn't know that was part of a movie. So for me, it's not so much that I remember these songs and it takes me back to movies, but it takes me back to old times and, you know, a lot of fun memories. Another one you've mentioned on your text is Blue Eyes Blue by Eric Clapton. Um, absolutely oh brilliant song. I love that song. I can listen to it on loop forever. It's just such an absolutely amazing song. I think I like the song more than the movie, but not that I didn't like the movie. <laughs> I don't remember the movie it was in, I must say. Um I, I didn't Runaway know. Bride. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's from Runaway Bride. That's right, that's right. So, um, both, I, I got to know about the movie the same time that I knew about the song. Um, so, yeah, for me, they both clicked together. And anytime anyone asks me about songs from movies, that's the one that comes to mind. <laughs> and, of course, One Fine Day is a long-time movie favorite. I can watch that on, you know, that's another one I can watch on loop probably. And the song at the beginning of the movie just kind of hits the right spot. And that's called One Fine Day. I think it's by the Chiffons. Uh, Natalie Merchant. Oh, it's Natalie Merchant. Okay, that one. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, thanks for your call, Aruma. Much appreciated. And uh, that's what we're looking for today, guys. Songs in movies that really take you back. Thank you, Pega, for your message as well. Um, my heart will go on from Titanic. Of course, Celine Dion's classic. Yeah, that is a goodie for sure. Thank you. Another one of our listeners saying, In a Smile, song from the movie Bend It Like Beckham. I remember the film. I must dig out that song and try and play it a little bit later on. Whitney Houston, of course, Elisa, you've come up with a beauty there, with I Will Always Love You from the film The Bodyguard, which I watched um, a couple of weeks ago again. Uh, with Kevin Costner, of course, and uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah, probably one of the most famous uh, movie themes. And, of course, it was actually written by the uh, country artist Dolly Parton, that one, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Bushra, for your St. Elmo's Fire from The Man in Motion. Arnaldo, uh, you love this one. No! Yeah, it's also uh, a big one for Odilan as well, who messaged in. Hi, Mark. Super groovy lineup. Um, Eye of the Tiger was great. Love the movie and love the song. And I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston of The Bodyguard. An absolute true classic. We're going to go to the telephone lines and uh, we're joined on the show next by Tony. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I'm loving the. I'm loving the subject. <laughs> it, it's good, isn't it? I mean, and they really make the movies, don't they? You know, sometimes you take these songs for granted, but without them, the movie would would lose a lot. Uh, absolutely. You know, I'm a I'm a person that that goes through life not taking pictures. My my photo album is is music. Uh, well, good for you. I think you and I have got a lot in common, but I do take quite a lot of pictures. <laughs> now, you've come up with three of the greatest soundtracks for you. Um, yep. What would they be and why? Um, well, Forrest Gump just embodies, um, it's just a life journey. You know, you've got, you can tell a story about every single song as it progresses through time. And, and that just, um, it tells the story of that time. It is the song of that time um you know forest gump has got to be the greatest soundtrack you know bar none yeah um and the I, second one for me yeah was uh, the rocky horror picture show oh um, the time warp <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not even going to go down the street no. to that really. Yeah, we won't, we won't bother with that one, I, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but, um, I mean, another one as well that you've mentioned, Philadelphia, um, which, of course, uh, very, a fantastic movie. Very underrated uh, soundtrack, the movie. I mean, that was, you know, Oscar-winning. Um, that was uh, uh, Tom Hanks' first Oscar, but... Um, very underrated soundtrack and um i tell you what you know you listen to the last track on that on that soundtrack and um if you watch the movie uh that'll bring you to tears every single time wow um i need to do what what is the track can does it come to mind the title of it uh streets of um streets, oh, streets of, philadelphia. of philadelphia yeah by bruce um, springsteen um, uh, no, um, uh, not um it's it's philadelphia by Never mind, I've put you on the spot there, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, I think it's Cosby, uh, Cosby from Cosby, Stills and Nash. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, uh, brilliant, brilliant song, and if you, um, if you remember at the end of the movie when they're going through the credits, they actually, um, the family is looking at the, at the photo album of, of how Tom Hanks had grown up. Mm. And um, in context of the movie, it's just it's really a moving scene. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been watching over the weekend, then, Tony? You, you sound like a real movie buff as, as well as music. Have you Have you been watching anything special? No, I haven't. I'm, I've I've got a little project I'm working on. I'm writing something. So okay. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for calling in, Tony. Really do appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, what a song this was from uh, the one and only Bruce Springsteen and the Streets of Philadelphia. Cherian joins us on the show. Good afternoon. Very good afternoon, Mark Lloyd. First up, congratulations once again on your 30-year anniversary on being on air. Oh, wow. That's that's a good start. Thank you very much for that, Sherry, and a real pleasure to have you on the show. Now, uh, we've had so many great songs from movies, uh, but what would yours be? Well, I have several, but my person's favourite for the moment would be from Disney's 1997 animation classic, Hercules. The yeah. song is called Go the Distance by... The ever, the ever great uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah, it's a, an amazing song. I mean, um, the, the movie as well was was just spectacular at the time, wasn't it? And you know, it was, it was. Yes, how, how he grows up and learns his strength, physical yeah. strength and mental strength, <laughs> and learning challenges and giving getting the right support from Zeus and all the guys. Yeah, so it is a lovely movie. Sometimes the animated movies, I think, get the best songs. That's true. Yeah, I would. Uh, uh, it's a Disney, so these guys really spend a lot of time, energy on the music, you know, with The Lion King and uh, with everything else of, of Disney's and Pixar. The music really has that element. That's why it's a very separate category for best music in the Oscars. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, without some of these songs, the, the movie w- would be nowhere near as, as I, I think, as appealing as uh, as they are. I mean, the perfect example, I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard. I mean, that, that was yeah, the perfect yes, all fit. The perfect, yeah. Thanks for oh, guessing, Sherry well. Ann. A real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Take uh, care. Stay safe to all the listeners of Dubai Eye. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Indeed you are. Good to have your company on this Sunday as we kick off a brand new week. Now, there were a lot of laughs happening uh, last weekend, let me tell you, with the Laughter Factory in town. And there's a lot more to be had coming up uh, this week, starting on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Gigs with the Laughter Factory across the city. And uh, one of the performers joins us on the show right now, Rob Ryan. Rob, how are you, sir? Oh, man, I'm great. Uh, chilling at my hotel room right now. Yeah. Really loving life. How are you? That's Yeah, that's what life's all about, isn't it? So how were the gigs last weekend? How, how was it all for you? 
Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It was great to just be out there in front of human beings again. Uh, <laughs> I know. Just wonderful. Everybody was sharing in that excitement. It was clear that these people have been locked up, chained up in their homes, and finally yeah. uh, able to cross borders, able to uh, drive from uh, Abu Dhabi or, or Oman or wherever they're coming from. So it was great. I was really excited. And uh, as you say, it must be fantastic for you guys to be back on stage. I mean, during lockdowns around the world, did you try it out on, on screens, doing comedy, you know, into a blank screen, or did you just give that a miss? Oh, no, no, no. I really did. I did a lot of Zoom shows, a lot of screens, a lot of computers. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the shows were fantastic. You know, people are really engaged and yeah. you got to reach an audience that sometimes couldn't even go out to shows. But then sometimes everybody screens off, everybody's muted, and they're like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? Why am I saying these words? It was, it was the, just the most disheartening thing yeah. to say your scripts or whatever it is into a blade. Uh, but you know what that's like every day. I mean, right? Yeah. You're, you're in radio. Exactly. So you're you, used to that. You talk to yourself. <laughs> you talk to yourself, and hopefully yeah. you get the thumbs up from your listeners. That's that's what it's all about. So, I mean, you're from Long Island, New Jersey, um, and I think that's quite a, you know, a, a place where comedy breeds. So tell me about your, your upbringing and getting into comedy in the first place, Rob. Oh, absolutely. First of all, it's, uh, it's Long Island, New York. It's not a big deal. I don't expect you to know much about uh, okay. the U.S. in that way. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're from uh, Abu Dhabi, China, right? Right. Like, no, it's not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Long Island. And, um, you know, I was doing stand-up ever since I was 15 years old. I was wow. super excited about being funny. I have two older brothers. I was always friends with their friends. And I was there, I was friends with them ever since I was like eight years old, you know, I'm hanging out with like 13 and 14 year old kids. Yeah. So you know how teenagers are sarcastic, they're joking around all the time. And as an eight year old, I just didn't have that skill set. And I was, it infuriated me. I was like, I just want to be funny. These guys are joking all the time. And I think that's what started to kick me into high gear to, to sharpen my game, you know. So, I mean, wanting to be funny is one thing. Actually, being funny is another. So who did you watch to, to sharpen up your skills and get tips from and, you know, and learn about being a comedian? Oh, absolutely. I think one of the earliest comics that I watched on television and thought, wow, I can't believe this person is just saying things in a funny way and people are laughing was... Uh, George Carlin was very oh, young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'd watch Chris Rock just kill it on these huge stages. But then the first person, um, maybe, you know, he's not as world renowned, but uh, Brian Regan was the first comic that I saw that I went, you know what? I think I could do that. Like, he's more like me. I'm more like him. And I think I can maybe, I'm not like Chris Rock. So I was like, oh, I could probably do that stuff. So, so those names come to mind early on. Uh, you mentioned George Carlin there, and I, I, I've watched, and I can watch it over and over again and laugh at a sketch he just calls stuff about get, about getting more and more and more stuff. <laughs> you, it's, it's an absolute gem, I can tell you. Uh, so, first gig, um, tell me, first gig, did it go well or was it a disaster for you? Oh, you know what? It went really well. Um, it was so great was that I was meeting all these people after the show. So, I had been working on this uh, this set that was a little bit more personal. Yeah. So I've got these stories about my life growing up and stuff. And so I was a little bit, um, I wasn't concerned, but I knew that a storytelling um, set is just going to feel a little bit different than these like set em up punchline jokes. Uh, but I also knew that if the crowd is into it, it's just that much more rewarding. So I went through, 
did that material and the reaction I got, I mean, people coming out <laughs> from the showroom, you know, sharing their life stories, saying how funny this was and people say, Hey, let's, let me buy you dinner. And mm. so I got to meet a bunch of people from, uh, uh, who live here, uh, in the UAE and it was just so, so great. And so then I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it again. Uh, so that's, that's been really exciting for me. Great, great stuff. Great introduction back into live comedy. Excellent. Uh, what, what about some of the most memorable gigs you've ever done? I mean, and, and travel around the world. I mean, the comedians now just travel everywhere, don't they? What, what are some of the, the ones that stick in your mind, Rob? Oh, you know what? I was, um, uh, I don't know how familiar everyone is with, uh, let's say, Boston, Massachusetts. They're also a, a great comedy town in, in the U.S. Yeah. And they have every year the Boston Comedy Festival, which is a big contest with a $10,000 grand prize. So what is that? Like 30,000, 40,000 um, Durham's, I guess, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so here we are. And uh, that's the grand prize. That's what I'm looking forward to, potentially. Uh, I go there that week. I'm miserable, by the way. Separate thing, life stuff, <laughs> very sad. <laughs> Not going very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I show up and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I show up to each show and I crush it. First, you know, first show I move on. Second show I move on. The last show is at a thousand seat theater, uh, sold out, crowds crazy. I'm still miserable, but I show up, I do my set. And it was one of those moments. Um, and I'm not sure how many you know, people have had this exact experience. But like when you're in a competition, you're always seeking out the other competition. You know, you're sizing up the the other acts. You're yeah. sizing up the, the rest of the people. And so I I looked at a couple acts. They did great, you know. And then I did mine. And I watched a couple more. They did really good. But I'll tell you, I couldn't figure out who was the standout yeah. uh, person. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, well, that's that's the ball. That's the guy to beat. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching, and I said, everyone's doing really good, but geez, who was that person? Like, I didn't see the person who did great. And so I, I swear, I'm sitting backstage. They're just about to announce the winner, and this thought comes to me, and I was like, Rob, maybe you were the guy. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought yourself. about that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm looking around trying to find the murderer. I'm like, that you're the murderer. <laughs> you were the guy. And so it was like moments before they announced the name that I was like, maybe I did. Maybe I was the guy. And that's why I'm so, I feel so weird. And everybody's looking at me so weird. <laughs> and then uh, sure enough, I, I got called and I won the competition and I took home the $10,000 wow. grand prize. And that was a pretty, uh, just one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, life and the worst. Uh, <laughs> life got better by the sounds of it. Life got be a little bit yeah. better anyway. Uh, uh, so we've three gigs still to come. Um, Zabiel House um, at, over at the Greens on, on Wednesday night thursday you're going to be at the grand millennium in barsha heights and then dukes the palm very posh on the 24th of september at the royal hideaway hotel there uh so um tickets available laughterfactory.com i mean what do you want to get up to whilst you're here rob um apart from telling jokes and making us all laugh anything that you want to do oh i just learned yesterday that you guys have an indoor ski resort like what? What is going on with this city? What? You what are you guys do it, to? man? It's got to be done. I have to do that. I absolutely have. I went to the Burj Khalifa yesterday. Yeah. I was super excited. Went to the top. 
you know, took pictures yeah. all around. So cool. Um, I rewatched that scene from Mission Impossible. I just oh. wanted to be like, yeah, I want to rewatch. <laughs> you want to do a Tom Cruise, do you, and hang out the the, 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 the outside <laughs> on the window? <laughs> I think they nailed all that. I think they got the sandstorm a little wonky. I don't think that's how sandstorms uh, uh, yeah. work. Yeah, uh, I look like a cloud, like like a like like a tsunami of sand. But uh, yeah, I wanted I want to go and do the uh, indoor skiing. So well, and me, let me tell if, you, Rob, we've actually got a cinema yeah. inside Ski Dubai as as well. So you can go watch a movie huh. in there if you want. Is it freezing cold? Do I have to wear a jacket yeah, to the movie? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little chilly. And we've got penguins over there. You definitely... And don't do what I did. When I went there, I thought, well, I'm from a cold country. I'm from the north of England. I won't bother with any gloves. Don't do it. Make sure you get gloves and all the gear because it's a little bit chilly in there. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> right, fantastic fantastic chatting with you, man. And uh, enjoy the next three gigs. You're going to love those venues. And once again, laughterfactory.com. Big shout out to Gail and to Duncan, who I'm sure have made you feel really welcome, Rob. Oh, my gosh. The welcome wagon was open from, from the second one. It's like I've known Gail my whole life, the way she talks to me. Rob Ryan, you are a superstar. Thank you so much for being with us. Rob Ryan, once again, part of uh, this September's tour of The Laughter Factory. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yes, indeed, you are lunch with Lloyd through until two o'clock. The weather uh, really, um, oh, it's just beautiful, I think, at the moment. And um, I, I guess a hike, certainly, um, you know, perhaps early in the morning, a late afternoon would be a great idea. And uh, Guy in Dubai, Paris Norris, joins us on the line right now. Paris, uh, you're going to take us out hiking um, this week. So um, some, I mean, the UAE, there must be some fantastic spots and trails that we can go hiking. Super, yeah. So, I mean, we've got so much here in the UAE, and I spent a lot of last winter uh, discovering a lot of the, the wadis and the mountains, and I found some really incredible uh, adventures. And it looks like the season is just about starting. It's still a little bit warm, so yeah. you'd have to be up early uh, to, to, to hike, but we're certainly getting into the season. And I thought maybe I'd share some of my uh, top uh, hiking spots uh, uh, to, to give people some, some ideas of where they might want to go. What do we need first before we start heading out on these trails hiking? You know, I, I'm guessing a great pair of boots is probably top of the shopping list, but anything else? Yes. So you need a good hat. So a good hiking hat, because that, that will keep you cool. Um, usually, you know, you might need a pair of sunglasses as well. Um, great hiking boots, as you said. So you want something with... Um, with a bit of a, a cuff on them to give you ankle support. And then generally you just, you, you want to be uh, dressed, uh, you know, as if you were going to the, the gym or, yeah. you know, some kind of exercise. So, you know, you're going to get hot, but also be prepared with three liters of water, maybe a few snacks and a sandwich, um, you know, to keep you going and, um, and have a clear idea of what your plan is before you go. So, um, you know, look at something like Wikiloc, which has a lot of hiking trails and their maps planned. So you actually, uh, you know, you, you, you've got you've got it in your head where you're going to go uh, before before you leave. I mean, what's the ideal length of a, of a hike, you know, in terms of uh, how many hours we're going to be out there? Well, it's really, you know, up to the individual, really. Um, you know, you can do a, a nice, short, brisk hike. Um, you know, and if it's quite a steep elevation, you can have a great workout and yeah. have and see a great view. So you know, you could do a, a three-kilometer hike, and that that can that can be quite um, 
quite beneficial. But, you know, equivalently, you can set yourself a much bigger task, a bigger adventure and go on a, you know, 20, 25 kilometer trek and really make a whole day out of it. So uh, it really depends on what you want. I personally, I do, I, we spice it up. We do one weekend of a very big adventure. And then the next weekend we do something a little bit, a little bit faster, but shorter um, and, you know, spice it up like that. Right then. So let's take a look at uh, some of your top uh, places to go hiking here in the UAE. Where are we going to get started? So I'm going to start everyone off with the Rainbow Wadi, which is actually called Wadi Gub. And it's called, it's nicknamed the Rainbow Wadi because it has these layers of rock, which are different colors. And it's, it's really amazing to look at. And of course, great to take photos of yeah. and put up on Instagram. Um, and it's also quite a challenging hike. So one of the good things about it is that the area where you would want to take photos, which is sort of at the bottom of the wadi, is only a couple of kilometers into the, uh, into the hike. So if you're just somebody who wants to, uh, to go get some good photos and, and are there more for the aesthetics of, of, the, uh, of the adventure, then you can do that um, with, with quite a short hike. But if you're like, uh, like me and you prefer something a bit longer, you can continue further up the mountain. And I think we did a hike which was about 13 kilometers, but it was a very high elevation. I mean, we were about, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, over a thousand meters elevation. And, uh, it was, it was an incredibly good hike and, and incredible views at the top there. And that, that's in, uh, Fijira. So it's not, not too far from Dibba. Okay, uh, so that's a good place to start. Sounds uh, very picturesque as the, that's, uh, that rainbow uh, wadi. Um, what's number two on uh, your uh, recommendations for hiking in the UAE? So number two is one that I really enjoyed. It's actually in Rasa Kema. It's called Wadi Shah. And Wadi Shah is at the, the bottom of Jebel Jace. Uh, well, yes, I wouldn't say the bottom, uh, but, you know, it's not at the top, basically. It's, it's uh, yeah. where you'd find the... Uh, the Bear Grylls Survival Academy. Okay. That's the, starting, that's the starting point of Wadi Shah. And it goes around in a loop. And the thing I really liked about it is there's something about it that you really made you feel, you know, wow, this is the Middle East. You know, it, mm. had, that, it had a real feeling of that. And there's donkeys around. And there's old villages that you can see have been there a long time, uh, you know, uh, up in the mountains. And you walk along some ledges which, you know, are not too dangerous. I mean, they might, they might look dangerous in a photo, but you've definitely got enough space there. But there's uh, just unbelievable scenery. And, and that's really the other reason that I love hiking is not just the exercise, but you absorb the, 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 the scenery and the beautiful landscapes. And it's something that we never see, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, I'm guessing not a lot of people go out and do these hikes. So, you know, we're really missing out on a lot. Yeah, well, it's become very popular since we had the pandemic. So we, uh, it has really picked up uh, in the last year or so. Yeah. Uh, but there's still a lot of people who, who don't uh, utilize it, and it's right on our doorstep. And, you know, it doesn't cost anything. You know, you just get your boots on and, and, and off you go. And uh, if you've got a good couple of friends that you go with, I mean, we, we talk about all sorts when we're on our hikes. You know, I, I go with my friend Ryan and my friend Pete, and, and you know, we've had told those guys know more about me than just about anybody because we've we've shared everything on those hikes it's, it's, it's good in, in that sense as well i'm guessing it's always good as well to go with someone isn't it just in case you know uh, something does go wrong at least you've got another pair of hands there 
Yes. I mean, it's good for two reasons. One is, is the safety element. Yeah. You, you, you've got each other's back. Uh, the second is I, I personally find it more enjoyable to, to chat with someone and to experience it with someone. Um, I do see some people out and about on their own. Um, so, you know, each to their own, if, if that's what they like to do. But, uh, but um, I think it's great to, to do with, uh, I like to be two or three people is, is mm, what I like. Ideal. But there, I, do, I do see groups go where they might have, you know, 15 people. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and some people prefer it that way as well. All right. Uh, so we've been over to Fujera, um, Russell Kamer. Um, what's your third choice, Paris? Okay, so the third one was actually also going to be in Rasakamo. It's uh, Stairway to Heaven. Uh, oh, I've heard of this one. one. I've heard of this one. It's a yeah. gr- great song as well. <laughs> yes, it is a great song. It's a Led Zeppelin song. And uh, it's a great hike as well. It's, it's probably the uh, uh, one of the more challenging hikes in the UAE. Um, when we did it, we clocked it as 22 kilometers um and there is a path and it is quite steep it also goes uh up jebel jace but on the on not the side that you would drive up it's on the other side which is uh called wadi galila and um it's again very scenic and beautiful uh but you're you're looking at a s- between six and eight hour hike right you know so it's yeah it, it, that, that's that's a good good long day and you want to start early because uh, uh, yeah, you want to you want to get as much kilometres as you can while the weather's cool. Um, but yeah, that that that's pr- probably one of the more challenging hikes. Stairway to heaven. Got time for one more, um, Paris? If you've got one up your sleeve, um, where's number four? Okay, so I'll do something a little bit closer. So um, if somebody would like to not drive all the way down to Rasakema or Fajira, which you know is. Yeah fairly far away i mean it's at least an hour and 15 minutes or or more um one of the more closely located ones is uh wadi caves which is just next to fossil rock so they're sort of almost connected um they're two separate mountains uh wadi caves is where we like to go just because it's it's uh about uh 45 minutes to 15 minutes from dubai uh so it's it's you know you can get there nice and early mm-hmm. um it's a little bit shorter hike so you're looking probably more at say five kilometers but it's quite steep so as soon as you start off you're you know it's a good workout and uh, again another very scenic place and and it's touching Sharjah it's in the Emirates of Sharjah but from Dubai it's it's not too too far to get there and I, I just want to know, you know, how you feel at the end of the hike, you know, when you look back on, on, on the day, um, you know, do you, do you feel like you've really achieved something and made some really good memories? Yes, you know, and I realised over this summer how much I started to miss it because it, it became a routinely thing that we did every weekend. And, we, you know, we really experienced some amazing adventures and uh some 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 real strong memories were formed and and i discovered a whole part of the uae that actually i didn't really know an awful lot about and and there's a lot there you know there really is and and i think quite quite often we spend too much time in the city and maybe we go you know in the desert a little bit but but going and discovering the mountains you realize that there's uh, there's a lot of history there there's a lot of beauty there and uh it's it's really 
quite a, a fun experience. Just had a message in, and I, I'm intrigued for your answer on this one. Uh, we've not spoke about the wildlife, and one of our listeners asking, are there many snakes in the mountains and, and the wadis? Have you come across any, Paris? The snakes? Uh, no, I haven't actually come across any snakes on my hikes uh, uh, in the UAE. Um, that's not to say that there aren't any, but I've never come across them, so they're very rare. But on the point of wildlife, um, you know, you will likely see donkeys, which are very sweet. Uh, On the way down, if you're, you know, driving through the desert, you might see some camels. Uh, There's often a lot of goats around as well. Uh, Some of them are quite noisy. Um, And, uh, uh, yeah, you might see a few few lizards and things like this as well. So, you know, there's a bit of wildlife there. Fantastic, Paris. Always uh, great to have you uh, on the show. I love the sound of that stairway to heaven. Uh, if people want to follow you and your adventures, um, where can they do that? Yeah, so you can follow me on social media. Uh, it's Guy in Dubai on all social media channels, or you could watch our TV show on OSN, um, or if you're outside of uh, the UAE, you can catch us on Amazon Prime. Brilliant. That's once again the guy in Dubai, Paris Norris. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show Lunch with Lloyd, kicking off a brand new week here in the city of Dubai on this Sunday. Now, we love talking music and uh, a very talented chap joining us on the show next. Since the release of The River, Son Savage is now the highest charting Arabic artist on the international charts on Angami. Debuting at number five, just behind the lights of Little Nas X and Billie Eilish, and currently the number one non-Arabic song on the platform as well. This guy is going places, let me tell you. Uh, Son, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Mark. Uh, pleasure to have you. Tell me about the name. It's an interesting name. It's Son Savage. Where did that come from? Yeah, well, actually, it came to me in a dream, which is as funny as it sounds, but... I also found that it goes along with my music, which also deals with a lot of, you know, contrasting ideas, a lot of dualities. And that's what Sun Savage sounds like to me, because, you know, a sun is something you can define. You can define a person as a male, female, uh, you know, part of a family. Yeah, that's what word sun gives you. But then savage is a complete abstract. And, th- you know, putting these two words together, it felt like it complemented the sound that I'm going for as well, which yeah. brings in couple of different styles together it's a cracking name and one that you're not going to forget i mean tell me about your journey son um into music and i've just been watching your documentary as well uh, on this song the making of the river which we'll get to in a minute but what was your journey into into music and how would you describe your style all right um well it, it started as an existential journey like every artist uh at 12 years old i lost my grandmother and you know Part of coping with that, dealing with that loss, was starting to ask myself some existential questions. And I think that that's the first step that every artist has to take before they start, you know, making art. And um, actually, I don't know if you can see it. uh, People who are hearing the radio right now probably can't see the video, but this can probably be shared on the socials later. Mm -hmm. Uh, This tattoo that's wrapped around my left arm is the very first song I ever composed. Really? yeah, I was 12 years old at the time, and yeah. it was a song I, I composed while dealing with the death of my grandmother. And since then, it's been music, music, music all the way for me. Um, just took a while for it to kick off and, you know, for me to perfect my craft to be able to present it today as Sun Savage to the world. It's, it's beautiful music, and we're going to hear a clip of, of uh, The River. Tell me about this song, which I believe is your latest release song. 
Yeah, so this will be the first uh, first release out of uh, my album, which I have already completed, uh, which is coming out next month. The River is uh, sort of an appetizer, a teaser for what's to come. Uh, it's a song that I worked on almost entirely in my uh, studio in Beirut, um, you know, especially right after the August 4 blast that shook Beirut last year. I'm sure everyone yeah. heard that. Um, that sort of put everything into perspective for me, you know, like there's not much time to waste. Uh, if I want to do something, I have to do it now. And so I spent the rest of my quarantine doing that, just developing my sound, uh, perfecting my craft. And uh, I feel like I'm finally satisfied enough to, to have 12 songs uh, in one album Brilliant. that I'll be sharing very shortly with the world. All right, let's have a, a little clip of uh, this song. Uh, this is The River. Son Savage joining us on the show. So there's a little clip of uh, The River, and if that's anything to go by, it's going to be an awesome album from uh, from Son Savage. Beautiful harmonies on, on that. Uh, tell me about the production on this particular track, Son. So I produced the entire album myself. I did bring in a few session musicians, session producers, who, you know, contributed to different elements of each of the songs. For The River specifically, oh. I worked with Nashville-based producer uh, James Sinclair Stott. Uh, on the backing vocals, which you mentioned, it's me mostly, and then you've, you have, you hear a bit of Matthew Clanton. He's a LA-based singer, and you know he's a he's an overall musician. He plays, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He's amazing. I got engineered with uh, this very talented guy called Romano Arifici. He's based in Warsaw, Poland. So you know, working in the quarantine sort of opened that. Um, you know, it, it opened the world for us because we're doing everything remotely these days. So I'll yeah. send in my files, you know, get them to add a few things, send them back. And it just allowed me to do things I wouldn't have been able to do if, you know, I was just relying on physical face-to-face -face, um, mm. Mm. meetings. You've also put together a documentary about the making of, of this this song, which is very interesting. Tell me about the video that goes along with uh, with this tune. Yeah, so the video uh, was actually directed by a good friend of mine. His name is Bilal Hussami. He's a Lebanese, a Beirut-based creative, one of the most talented people I've ever met. Uh, he's worked on huge campaigns for global brands, shot big ads in L LA and New York, even in Dubai here. Uh, and, you know, we based the concept of the music video on the 16 Basic Desires, uh, which also sort of, you know, speak to or reflect to the themes in the song itself, which is basically being stuck and feeling like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and it turned out to be this visual, you know, 
just masterpiece. It's visual candy. And I'll give him all that credit uh, for yeah. getting that done. It's a, it's a beautiful job that he's done. So, I mean, once the album gets released, um, mm -hmm. are you going to be doing shows to promote this album? Is there going to be any live shows? For sure, man. That's, I think, what I'm most excited for. I think most people, after, you know, the couple of years that we've been through, we're all excited to watch concerts again, to perform in concerts again. And I think that's on the top of my priority list. I'm currently, you know, developing the second music video for the album single, which will be released with the album itself. It's going to be shot here in Dubai. And, you know, after that, it's it's all about it's all about, you know, going out there, performing the music, making something uh, exceptional. Yeah. I mean, you've pretty successful already, as I mentioned in our introduction. I mean, you're up there with the likes of uh, Little Nas X and Billie Eilish. <laughs> I mean, uh, you must be pretty proud of, of what you've achieved super proud but also like super confused because i had expectations <laughs> but i did not at all you know ever dream of this and i feel so blessed so grateful that like all the people who've shown support uh, especially you know platforms like Enrami who featured the river as editor's pick and you know from there it just picked up uh, at this point you know i'm averaging about a hundred thousand streams a day wow it's been been very amazing i'm currently at soundstruck studios i believe you're familiar with soundstruck yep Elf actually in the other room uh we're we're preparing you know uh, a live arrangement a live performance of the river which we also will be releasing very soon and that will sort of also give people a taste of what the live shows are going to sound like eventually and I mean, uh, do you have your, uh, your your band, your assembled musicians who are going to be backing you up on the, on this yeah. um, tour, on these shows? Exactly. So we, we've been doing a lot of auditions in the last couple of weeks, and we've put together what I believe is, you know, uh, going to be one of the best bands uh, in the region in terms of, you know, uh, proficiency, uh, styling. A lot of them are like bluesy, soulful people wow. who are just going to add a lot of you know, oomph to the to the music once the time comes. Yeah, I mean, is is the album going to be a mix of uh, English songs and Arabic songs? Is, is is the kind of both on there, or is it focusing on English this one? Yeah, not at all. Since you know, I produced, I wrote, I composed the album pretty much on my own. Um, the language that I'm comfortable and expressing myself in to be genuine and to you know, right from the heart. Uh, is the English language. Although I am Lebanese, I'm very proud of being Arab. I'm very proud of being based in Dubai and, and being successful uh, making music in English from here in Dubai because I do believe that Dubai specifically is a hot spot, like a hot yeah. pot of cultures. And, you know, if uh, anyone's going to make it from the Middle East, you know, Dubai is the place to be uh, because we're exposed to so many different people, so many different sounds. We get music from everywhere. We get top 40. We get, you know, metal. We get K-pop. We get, you know, mm. Europop. We got we get alternative music. We get Middle Eastern music as well. And all of that sort of fuses together uh, to, you know, inspire me and all the musicians I've worked with here, uh, yeah. you know, to put something special together. Very quickly, if uh, people want to follow you and keep uh, up with your career, find out when these songs and the album are going to get released, whether they need to head to uh, uh, Sun. Well, I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, obviously. They can follow me on Anrami as well, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, did I mention YouTube? I should have mentioned YouTube. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, it's at Sun, S-V-V-V-G-E. That's uh, my uh, handle on all these platforms. I'd love to connect with people, especially aspiring musicians, see you know how we can all 
work together as a community, make something special. Son Savage, real pleasure to have you on the show and love the song. Uh, Can't wait for the album. Wish you the best of luck here in in Dubai. Um, Really is uh, pretty spectacular. So uh, uh, once again, Son, a real pleasure to have you on the show and uh, good luck with the rest of your recording and with the brand new band. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dubai Eye. I look forward to more of these. Have a great day, everyone. So there we are. Um, Quite a musician, isn't he? And just love that song, The River.